Has really given him a thorough going over. Are all judges that thorough? I mean, yes, she looks yes. at the teeth. It's very important that all the attributes are examined uh, teeth, eyes, Runs ears, Ouch. gums. Am I seeing right? Where's she putting her hands now? Uh, she's just checking out the dog's uh, testicular area oh. to make sure <laughs> to make sure that uh, that everything is intact. Hate to go out on a date with Judge uh, Edie Franklin, have her judge me. That'd be no fun. Everyone, give a round of through the door, then I said, well, that's Jen's entrance, so anyway, I had a friend, and I invited a friend here tonight who climbed Mount Everest twice. twice? Yes. He got down to the bottom of those steps, he says, no, man, man. <laughs> I almost had him convinced, but his Sherpa said, no, he's no, 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 no. Sherpa! <laughs> those are the people that carry all the, anyway. They carry them out, but they're the ones that's supposed right. to guide you up. Well, I asked all my guests what their favorite candy is, and uh, you said you loved chocolate-covered caramels. Yes. And then Mary also said, but also Snickers, Milky Way, Baby Ruth, et cetera, et cetera. I would say Milky Way is like the, uh, the go-to consumer-friendly candy bar. It is. But if you want something special, you go to C's Candy and get the chocolate-covered caramels. The good ones. Yes. Well, I have, uh, there's Milky Way hiding in there for you somewhere. Oh, great. And then I personally love Franz, if you've ever had those, which is kind of... Sees sister. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, okay. So Smoked say, salt caramels. I know. Oh, okay. They're kind of, they're kind of fancy, but they're I, good. Yeah. Well, thank you I don't so see much. salt being on chocolate, but that's just me. Well, anyway. you could always just scrape. Sarah, they're already are clashing already. <laughs> salt on chocolate. Next thing you'll put it on ice cream. Oh, God forbid. I'm sorry about that. Well, thank right. you so much Enough for coming. Enough silliness. Well, thank you for asking me. Thank I you. Appreciate it. I, you've done so much of film and television. One thing I didn't know about you is that you were in the military. Yes, I was. Well, uh, at the time I went in, there was a draft, and the point is, uh, everyone say you you uh, you got to people wouldn't hire you. You had a job because you're a one or one okay. a. So I you, I volunteered and I uh, just short of two years in the army. But the second year I got uh, transferred to Germany. Played on the baseball team, traveled all around Germany, really? went to Berlin. Oh my 
goodness. Yeah, so it was, at the time, I just wanted to get home. I remember me and a couple of buddies went to Paris. Wow. And I remember walking out of the barracks, and someone said, where are you going? I said, we're going to Paris this weekend. I said, it sounded funny in my head. <laughs> but I have pictured myself. I was in my uniform. Yes, in Paris. I wore my uniform to Paris. Oh, well, that's what you do. And we went, uh, we stayed in the cheapest hotel, four of us in one room. Uh, <laughs> and I went down to the front desk. I said, there, where's the bathroom? Because I knew there was no bathroom in the room. Right. He said, he said, well, there's no bathroom in the room. I said, no, but on the floor. Where's the bathroom in the floor? He said, there's no bathroom in the floor. I said, well, where's the hotel bathroom? He said, there's no bathroom in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got a really good rate. Yeah, and we all had the sh Oh, it's a very good rate. <laughs> a franc, whatever that was. Between four, it was golden. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the first morning the maid came in. There were four of us in bed. What the four are you doing together in bed <laughs> with a French accent? <laughs> well, I see that you were able to make light of some of the situations. Yes, show yes. a bit of your funny side there. But if we shocked a French maid in a cheap <laughs> hotel... <laughs> all, the so all the stories. She's tell probably telling that same story right now. I walked into a room and found four guys. That's right. And one of them was Mr. Fred Willard, which <laughs> I say later in a movie. <laughs> that was him. That was him. That's my French accent. So you were, you were the military. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. And you, kind, you came out of the military, and then you wanted to go to second. How did you I didn't know what I wanted to do. At, 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 for some reason, I had an idea of being a, a, um, a disc jockey. Really? I thought that would be great because I'd grown up in the with all of the great songs in the fifties. And I was very, always very interested in who did the original version of, like one of Elvis's songs, uh, who did the original version, who did the first. So uh, it, back in those days, I thought the disc jockey could pick out whatever disc. Hey, here's some that came right. across my desk. Maybe get some payola. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Push on a certain song. Then I said, no, I think I'll be an actor. That should be easy. Yeah. <laughs> Was there a specific wanted to be an actor other than it being easy? Well, Was I, there a role you wanted to no, play? I think, I think I wanted always enjoyed uh, the time I was a kid I wanted to be in cowboy movies and I loved movies with like Abbott and Costello yeah, or Bing Crosby and Bob Hope where they the, do yeah. something and then turn to the camera and do an aside to the audience. Right, and I, I just uh, this thrilled me and I, I grew up in Cleveland and they had um, had a theater that they'd have personal appearances. Danny Kaye would come by right. Lionel Hampton uh, big celebrities, you, you'd go on a Saturday morning and sit through the, the movie, yep. then watch the uh, performer, then most of the crowd would leave, then everyone would move down, right. sit through the movie again. <laughs> uh, so, so I forget how many times I'd sit through the show, but I saw some great things. Then you'd run around the stage door and wait for autographs. Right. So uh, anyway, I decided I want to be an actor. I thought that I didn't know what else to do. And then you uh, worked with some friends, and uh, was it Vic Greco, that, and you did yes, some yes. stuff together to work on the Ed Sullivan show? Well, it, it, that sounds very easy. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, let's be on the Sullivan Show. Let's see I want to do that right now. How hard was it to get on the Ed Sullivan Show? Um, it, it was, well, it was, we, the uh, guy I met, it, it was a little uh, acting school called Showcase Theater, and I chose it because I'd gone around to different uh, theater groups, and they all had uh, uh, scene study and right. sense memory. I went to this place, showcase, and they said every 10 weeks we do a showcase and invite oh. people to come see it. And I said, oh, that's great. Yeah. I was 23 years old. I was ready to go. And this guy <laughs> I met, his name was Vic Greco, and made me laugh very hard. We had the same sense of humor. And one day we saw an ad that, th that they were looking for actors 
for a, for a, uh, a show, okay. a comedy sketch show. So we went down, and um, the guy said, um, do you have your own material? We said, no. He said, well, come back when you have your own material. So we started writing sketches, oh, wow. and pretty soon we had so many sketches that the guy scrapped the idea of doing his show and just put us on. And then we, we played in coffee houses in New York, and it was fairly easy. We suddenly uh, got on Ed Sullivan. Uh, we, we, so easily. <laughs> we did the Steve Allen show and went over terrifically. Ed Sullivan's was a very tough audience, I've and, heard that. and Ed Sullivan was very difficult. Um, I saw a comic, I forget his name, he, he, they'd have a dress rehearsal at night, in the evening, and he just killed in the dress rehearsal. And they came up to him afterwards and said, Mr. Sullivan wants you to do an impression of him, because that was part of his act. Right. He didn't want to do that, he wanted to do, do Mr. Sullivan. He did that night and he bombed. Oof. And I saw him standing on the side of the stage just like that after the show. <laughs> And, um, but I could tell you a lot of stories about Ed Sullivan, and we did not do too well there, too. I read one of our reviews, it says the Grequin material, material is a little too sophisticated for this Sullivan audience. <laughs> but it was a great show, you know, they make fun of Ed Sullivan, but it was before um, uh, America's Got Talent. I mean, it was, right. it was something you'd watch on a Sunday night, yeah. they'd be turtling platters and oh, a yeah. comic and uh, a singer, so it was... Animal acts. And yeah, that yeah. Stuff. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the show to be on. If you were on Ed Sullivan, uh, that meant suddenly you could be big, big nightclubs. Yeah. In, in uh, If you were on uh, Steve Allen, it meant you were in coffee houses. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the hip crowd, you know, right. where, where Woody Allen would play, but we wanted to be where... Uh, uh, Big, yeah, where anyway. The big, where the big audiences are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you go. And then well, the guy in the tuxedo right. welcome you to your seat. The little club will just you sit anywhere you want. Uh, yeah, you're going after the guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go into these clubs and we go, there. God, you should have been here last week. The Smothers Brothers were here. They killed. Uh, you don't want to hear that. You know, you're exactly. like, oh, okay, i got to follow that act. Yeah, but it, was, it was a great time. Now, how did you find your way to Second City? Well, um... My partner and I uh, parted ways after several years. Okay. Uh, but we'd already played at places like Mr. Kelly's in Chicago, oh, wow. and um, another place, a very the, the the where Lenny Lenny Bruce got arrested. Uh, maybe someone in the audience knows where that is. Does anyone know where? What a candy bar! No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Sheldon Patinkin and Bernie Solomons had seen us. Okay. And they just called my agent and said, would Fred come in and audition uh, for Second City? I said, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I, I'd seen the original Second City. Right. And I was just so intimidated by them. Mm -hmm. Alan Arkin and Severin Darden and all right. these beards and doing <laughs> uh, about Kierkegaard and all. But I went in, and there was a room full of about 30 of us. And... Uh, they, they got a couple of us up, and they'd get two of us up and give you a subject. And one of the subjects I got was, all right, you're waiting to go on at a coffee house. And I said, oh, that's great. I said, I'm Yeah. And I did pretty well. Robert Klein was also there. Right. And I think I did an improvisation with him. And by the end of the hour, they said, we have time for one more. And I held up my phone. What am I doing? I'm volunteering to do another <laughs> improv. So they offered me to come to Second City, and I said, well... I'm right in the mid, middle of, you know, I'm working at this, this, that. They said, okay. Luckily, they said, we'll give you a week. We'll keep a spot open for you. Right. Uh, so I called a, a woman named Barbara who owned Barbara's Bookstore at the time. It's still, there's still Barbara's Bookstore. Yeah. 
Uh, and I said, is Second City still very prestigious? She said, oh yeah. So I, I went begrudgingly for six months, six months. <laughs> I, I was going to be on Broadway. I had to give up Broadway. I went to Chicago. Yeah, but I, I spent six months there. Then they asked me to stay another six months. Okay. And I had, uh, and then I, I said, okay. And then later I, that evening I asked Sheldon, I said, should I have asked for more money? He said, no. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and so you were with Robert Kine and David Steinberg. David Steinberg, uh, Judy Grobart, oh, wow. who was just adorable. She went on to work in the electric company. She married Bob Dishy. I'm, I'm sure they're still happily married in New York someplace. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, pictures others. of the, I've got a couple, a couple photos. That that's Ravinia. We did a, a, re, a reunion show. Uh, I'm sure Peter Boyle's in that Yes, picture. I think she, he's where the white sign is. His face kind uh -huh. of blurs into the... And the pretty girl is uh, Alan Arkin's wife at the time. Oh, wow. They wanted Alan Arkin to be in it, and um, they couldn't... Uh, he was doing something, he couldn't do it. So they were trying to find another actor to be in the show. Okay. And someone said, well, Peter Boyle just got fired from Second City. But I think he's still in town. Why don't you call him? <laughs> this is an all-star alumni show. Right. So they called Peter, and he came. We, we had a great week at the Ravinia. I don't know if we performed outdoors or indoors, but it was, it was wonderful. And then Alan Arkin saw me in that and, and invited me to be in a show called Little Murders okay. off Broadway in New right. York. That's Same. another long story of turning it down. Well, I can. I'm very busy. And, that, yeah. That's your theme is turning yeah, things yeah, down and then yeah. coming back and saying, no, no, wait, we want to. You know what would be really good in this part? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there's another picture. That, uh, yeah. Joan Bassey is the young lady on the right. She's very British, very, uh, very, um, very British, very brittle. Right. And it turns out she was American. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as American as they come. Uh -huh. If I can... And then I think that's with mine. That's Robert. Uh, yeah, I was just a poet shot. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then I found uh, this is a VHS, a Second City comedy special, um, which you're, you're on it, and my dad was on it, and I have never seen this. And then for some reason, Second City hasn't seen it either when I went to go look at the archive department. Well, I was with your dad in, in Big City, the right, pilot. Big that City. was great fun. We did it in Orem, Utah, yep. the home of the uh, Osmond brothers yes. and all. Yep. Which I found they were very charming people, the, the Osmonds. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we never met Donnie or Marie. But, uh, Just heard about them. I heard about them. Yes. But that uh, was, yeah, Big City, big, big City Comedy. That was, um, I think, my first television debut um, as, as an infant at like six months or something. There was a little so sketch. So you were just a baby at the time. I was just a baby, and they, they threw me in one of the sketches there, which <laughs> I wish I had a photo of it, but I, I couldn't find the photo that I was looking for. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a funny story about uh, Joan Bassey. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, she, we were rehearsing a scene in, in her apartment one time, and she was very stiff. And, and all of a sudden, uh, the phone rang, and she picked it up. She said, hello. She said, oh, yes. Okay, thank you very much. And I hung up, and I said, oh, we said, who's that? She says, uh, I asked someone if, Bob Klein had a joke about, he asked for Christmas, he wanted Charlie Mingus, but all he got was Conalingus. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I asked, this was John, he, uh, he called, and I asked him what Conalingus was. <laughs> So that was it. Huh? Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but at the time of Second City, there was never any blue material done on, on stage. I remember um, one time we were doing an improvisation, David Steinberg, Robert Klein, myself, the other fellow, you may not recognize, Alex Kanan, 
Uh, he went left. Uh, he was a very Broadway type of guy. He went in the sporting goods uh, uh, business. Right. And at one of the reunions, he was the healthiest, happiest looking guy. I've ever known. <laughs> he had bright red cheeks and he had a beard. And, but David Steinberg in an improv said, shit. And uh, after the show, we were sitting around and I heard Sheldon Batinkin came and he says, I don't ever want to hear that word on this stage again. So they were very strict at the time yeah, about well, what you could do or what you could say. But now you go back and they're, they're a little bluer at times. A little, a little bluer, but yeah. they're, 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 they're still limited, the F word. Are they? They're, they're, uh, well, you I can't saw, say it like okay. more than like three times oh. or two times. <laughs> I must have been there on a bad night. <laughs> I see Mike Haggerty. Mike Haggerty was. <laughs> Mike Haggerty was with me in the audience, and we went back afterwards to the show, and oh God, great show! And what else? You, it, it, in spite of everything, it was great. Great show, great show. As we left, I said, "Did you really like it, Mike?" He said, "No." He says, <laughs> he says, "You know, you can't use fuck for a punchline on every sketch." And I said, oh, no, that's that's right. true. That is true. That yeah. is true. So, what was the most valuable thing that you got out of Second City? Well, I think just the fact. Of, of being on the well, for one thing, you're on the stage every night. You've learned lines, you've learned sketches, and I've always loved comedy sketches. Right. Ever since a kid, when you uh, see sketch, you know, funny sketches. So you're you're doing, you're learning lines, you're making. You could tell if the audience laughed if it was funny or not. Uh, plus, you got kind of a, a self confidence that if you there weren't lines for you, you could make it up. Right. Uh, sometimes it, it wouldn't work, but you were around, surrounded by people who were so good. Uh, David Steinberg was at the time one of the funniest improvisers I've ever seen. Robert Klein was just am amazing. Uh, Judy Gerbart was so sweet. It was so, so much fun. So I think that's just um, having confidence. And I would think of something during the day. I'd come in and say, hey, I got an idea tonight. I'll be a policeman. You'll be a, a dog catcher. And it, it, you'd be craning right on the run. Right. So after a while, Robert Klein, every time I'd come in, he says, you casting tonight, Willard? <laughs> <laughs> But at the time, uh, we did, there weren't as many rules as there are today. There's so many improv games now, right. and rules, and doing this and that. And at the time, we had to do a warm-up with a mirror exercise, which I never understood what that was. <laughs> I, I think it's so you'd concentrate on your partner. Mirror exercise, and I remember running back and forth on the stage to be warmed up. That's that's so the only exercise. That's the only exercise we had. Yeah, you know, and then that's, that's go. You had your lines, and you went out and did the show. So that you were at Second City, and then you were also in a improv, uh, the Ace Trucking Company. That yes, that was. A little, was that after Second City? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, I got back from Second City, and uh, I was in Al, um, Alan Arkin's play, Little Murder, which he directed. Jules okay. Pfeiffer wrote it. Uh, and someone came to me and said, "We're getting together a, a comedy sketch group. Uh, would you like to be in it? We're working right down the street at the Bitter End." And I said, "Yeah, I still had ideas for other sketches." So we got it together, and um, we would improvise. I, I would write some sketches, and that happened very quickly. We're on the Tonight Show pretty quickly because yeah. we, we did very well. And unless I'm incorrect, I, I remember being on the same stage as Neil Diamond, and he wasn't that big at the time. <laughs> it was Neil Diamond. We, um, you were, I think they also did the Tom Joshua. I actually found a great um, video clip oh, God. Um, with Glenn Campbell, Jerry Reed, and Tom Jones. If you mind, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. Mind, I'd love to show it. Why don't I have to? Now what do we do? Only we could find someone else to record that record. But it's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. Will you shut up? We're trying to think around here. Oh! <laughs> I can break that off real good if you just give me half a chance. 
say, will you knock it off with those Wayne Newton impressions, huh? Say, Jerry, you've done some singing, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I'd sing. Let me do you one that was my mama's favorite. That's real good. Hey, I like that. Hey, that was good. I like that. Did she? That was great. Say that again. I said that was great. I liked it. Did anyone ever tell you you have a very interesting voice? Well, only my friend Engelbert. I mean, what does he know? <laughs> well, Tom Jones's people, he, yeah. we, he was wonderful. He, they, they would put him in a sketch. We, we would have a sketch, and they would put, fit him in it. He would sit and watch it once, right. and then jump right in. Wow. It was never, well, I don't care for it. He was just a great blue-collar guy. Mm -hmm. And I, I, one of my fondest memories of... Uh, little Richard was the guest one week, and we were all fans, you know, at the time. Little Richard, I, I still am. He and little Tom Jones and Little Richard got up and were singing Little Richard songs oh. at the piano. And I, I can only think Tom Jones would be the only one who could have sung the, Richard's songs right. at the same level. Wow. It was amazing. That's amazing. And how long were you um, with the Ace Trucking Company? I don't know, for about four or five years. Uh, then, then we um, just couple of guys had to leave and we had to do a trip to be in Chicago and Indianapolis and we needed a couple of actors. I'd seen a group called The Credibility Gap, okay. who, for people who don't know, was David Lander, Michael McKeon, and oh, Harry wow. Shearer. Nice. They had some of the funniest sketches I ever saw. I asked them if they'd like to join us, combine our... Right. And go, and they, they, they went, and uh, I've been friends with them ever since, and it was, it was just great. Oh, so we had some great times doing that. Oh, that's amazing. You were, um, there was another show, you were on uh, another cult classic, an old sitcom, uh, Get Smart, which I loved because um, I watched that growing up, and one of your scenes is one of my favorites. And the show, for those of you who don't know what Get Smart is, um, with Don, starring Don Adams, was created um, by Mel Brooks. Yes. And Ch um, Chuck Henry, Buck I think, was involved. Yep, yep. And, and amongst many others. And it was... It was such a funny show. So I love how this scene that you do that I'm going to show in a moment, oh you kind of use your improv skills. And the way that this scene goes is Don Adams' character is telling you guys how to um, demonstrate robbing a bank by your character is going to disarm a bank, a bank robber, robber yes. with finger guns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That we did it in clubs. It was a pantomime bit, and um, I came into our manager's office one time, and uh, uh, my partner Vic Greco said uh, they want to 
make a pilot, or start a pilot, our own pilot, right. because of, of, of two young. And I said, that's great. He says, but our manager turned it down. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Nobody is going to hire these guys to do a pilot for $800 a week. Uh, so he maneuvered us right out of a uh, show business pilot. <laughs> I could tell you bad show, show business stories for a long time. I, which I love. I would be in tears. Unfortunately, <laughs> Even the Sherpa would have understood his Muy malo, no. Another, another show that uh, you were part of, was, which was a show that I loved, was Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, yes. where then they did a spinoff of Fernwood Tonight, Fernwood Tonight yeah. where um, Martin Mull was the host, and you were kind of this, the, the host, uh, not the host, but the announcer slash Yes, sidekick. yes. Um, which I thought was great. And how did how did that show come about? Well, I, I got a call uh, from someone who said they, they're doing the show. Uh, it's a takeoff on the Tonight Show. Um, and, and again, I was doing something else. I said, well, and they said, they, they, they called me in and they said that we'd like you to be like the, the um, Ed McMahon part. And I said, oh, I'm not right for that. I started recommending other people who would be. <laughs> but they said, well, look, um, and I'd seen Martin Mull perform at the Old Troubadour Theater, mm -hmm. and I was very impressed by his comedy. He, I mean, he was very, had very unusual comedy. They said, would you just be around for a week while we do some dummy shows until we find someone else? So after the first day, I, I laughed so hard, I finally went up to him. I said, I think I'd like to be part of this. So I'm glad I did for two seasons we did that. And That's uh, so great. Martin and I are still good friends. I was going to say, you, uh, you and Martin, uh, then many years later, you were on Roseanne with him, where you oh, played yes. his, his, his love interest that yeah. you ended up <laughs> getting married to. We, we had the first uh, gay marriage yeah. on TV. I was going to say, what was that like, being kind of ahead of its time? <laughs> the worst thing I remember, they had a scene where we were supposed to be at the altar and turn and kiss each other. I said, oh, God, I mean, this is... Uh, <laughs> I did not want to kiss Martin Mull. <laughs> and at the last minute, they said, you don't have to kiss you. We'll just kind of, then we'll, we'll fade away. Uh, but it was great. That was one of the best days of my life. They had, if you've never seen it, they, well, there, there. Yeah, I've got a photo. And they had what Roseanne thought would be a tasteful wedding. They had um, Liza Minnelli impersonators, Judy Garland impersonators. <laughs> uh, it was just great. Uh, one, uh, an unforgettable day. I love it. That's amazing. And another film that you were in, which was an amazing uh, classic uh, directed by Rob Reiner, which was This is Spinal Tap with Michael McKean and Harry Shearer, who yes. you had worked with before. Yes, and, and, Chris and Christopher Guest, Guest who was right. in it. And uh, that's another one they, they asked me to be in it. And, uh, it's one of those things that I just thought it was a little movie he was doing, and I thought nothing would come of it. And then, um, it, and it was. It was one of those that kind of it was a, the, one of the first mockumentaries. Yes. And everyone kind of didn't know what to take of it until many. Yes. It just it became, as my mother likes to call them, sleepers. You know, they yeah. you know, they go, are under the radar, and then they're just a huge cult yeah. classic. I do have a clip because I love this your part in Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. Visit to a military facility. Find me. I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here. We are such fans of your music and all of your records. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre of the rock and roll and so many of the exciting things that are happening in music today. And let me explain a bit about what's going on. This is our monthly at ease weekend. It gives us a chance to kind of let down our hair, although I see you all have a head start on it. These haircuts wouldn't pass military muster, believe me. Although I shouldn't talk, I, my hair's getting a little shaggy too. Better not get too close to you, they'll think I'm part of the band. I'm joking, of course. That's two years of military service. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it all comes first yes, full circle, you were able to... I could to understand the military <laughs> sensibility there. Thank many years later, uh, Chris, a guest asked 
you to, how did you? He picked up, yeah, he, he decided to do it himself. And I, well, he called me and he said, I'm doing this. Uh, waiting for, waiting waiting for, for government. government. Uh, he said, I'd like you to come in and, and talk to me about it. So I went and he explained. He said, "There's it's going to be improvised. And I thought, oh, gee, that's great. I don't have to make up. Well, you I don't, don't have, have to learn lines. lines. I don't have to learn lines. Then walking out of the car, I said, wait, I'm going to have to make up my own. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun uh, doing it uh, with Catherine O'Hara and, uh, and uh, Christopher, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Yeah, it, it was wonderful. We did it in Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. What was it like? What was his format? Like, was there wasn't a script? Was there an outline? Well, no, very definite, very tight outline. In fact, I saw it about a year ago again. I said, this is really a good movie. I love that The movie. music was uh, written by C.J. Vanson right. and um, um, Christopher Guest. And really, I, I was sitting in the gymnasium one night late. Uh, their, the crew was changing things. And C.J. Vanson, the, the musical guy, was just really on the piano. And I said, God, that's a pretty song. What's that from? It was from the movie, very yeah. beautiful tunes. Yeah, it was really great. A really good, solid movie. It, it's an amazing movie, and, and actors seem to love it. Improv people like it, and then uh, <laughs> it's just everything that someone kind of aspires to. Yeah, the, 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 even the the community theater yeah, aspect yes. of it, and also just the the film aspect and, of and, it. And yes, and professional theater people too. Right, everyone everyone loves that movie. Yeah. And then you went on to do A Mighty Wind, and uh, for your consideration, and Best in Show. Best in Show, yeah, that really hit a, a nice uh, note. Uh, that's a favorite picture of myself there at the top. At right? the top of my window? <laughs> <laughs> a huge that, cutout of myself in that pose. You, that, I said, i got to remember this day. Uh, your character in that is one of my favorites. He's yeah. so funny. Uh, and there I am with Jane Lynch being uh, co-host on uh, For Your Consideration, for your I think that Yeah, For Your Consideration. That wasn't as popular as some of his others, and I don't know why. It was a wonderful movie. It was movie. an amazing film. I think I it came it. out. It should have come out just about Oscar time. Right. But it came and kind of went. But it was really a fun movie. I love it. I have one, I have one last clip. Wait, I have so many clips, I'm sorry, because you have so many amazing clips. Um, from going back to Waiting to Guff, for Guffman, and yes. you were talking about all the music that you loved. Yes. And so I have your audition in the movie. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. Oh, I wonder who knows I'm vacationing here at the Oasis. Am I late? <gasps> you! Surprised? How did you find me? I have my ways. Would you like to come in for coffee? You don't need to answer. There's no need to speak. I'll be your And I will be your she. <laughs> well, we, we had to make up our own. I, at the time, there was a, a, a TV commercial, a Taster's Choice, with this annoying English actor and actress were, were, were meeting and they getting more and more in love. And I thought that would be our actor's sense of what's really a good scene. Right. <laughs> this, this one would be Midnight at the Oasis because he went to high school with a man who wrote the oh, song. So amazing. we combined it into one. And what you see is what we did. We walked into the room. We, there was Christopher Guest there. There was Bob Balaban, who scared right. the hell out of me. Because uh, I remember him from Seinfeld being the right. man. Uh, and he did not like, I mean, in the movie, he did not like the two of us. No. Christopher Guest was, loved us. And I didn't get 
close to Bob Balvin. I did a, two movies with him. Oh, really? And I wanted to tell about the third movie that I got to know him because he scared me. Yeah. Because I thought he could fire me at any time. Because <laughs> he's so intimidating. He's a wonderful partner to work with. He can, he can steal a scene by doing nothing. And he, he just sits quietly and listens to you. And right. Yeah, he's, he's great to work with. Oh, that's amazing. And then, so you've done all those Chris Guest movies, and then Chris Guest went into uh, television with Netflix, and you yes. were in na uh, Mascots. And that, mascots. Mascots, yes. where you were essentially a coach to oh, to a mascot, to yes, a mascot, yes, 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 which yes. I thought was an ingenious concept, and um, just working with all of those people again, I think is is so much fun. It's, it's always fun to get together to with, yeah. of course, guests and those people, and he he adds a few new people every time, and uh, it's um, it, it, it's you really got to be on your toes. You want to you don't want to repeat what you did before. You you. So it's, uh, I have nothing but praise for Christopher Guest. I love it. Now, how did you find yourself in the Anchorman movies? Did you just audition? Well, I or? don't know. I don't know. You were like, that was a great role, another great role. I think they, they just called and asked me to be in it. And I said, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how really how it came about. But Will Ferrell was so, so I think I'd met him. Um, I, I, was friends with a, someone named T. Sean Shen, who wrote for The Tonight Show at the time, but he also wrote for Saturday Night Live. I okay. think I met Will Ferrell through that. And then the, through the he came connection. to see some of the sketches we'd, we'd done. And, and um, the question is, why not have you? Of course, they yeah. would love to have you in all of their And, and I just films. said, why not? So I did the movie, and uh, that was great. And then now you've been um, Phil Dunphy's dad on Modern Family, yes. which is fabulous to see you on that show. Yeah. What's it like working with that group of people? They're wonderful. Uh, I'd worked with the, with, with the producers, Steve Levitan and Christopher Lloyd, in another series called Back to You with uh, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, it, it only lasted 22 weeks. We were hit by the writer's strike in the middle. Oh. Not that it probably wouldn't have failed. We were, we were, <laughs> we're coming in the 78th or 79th when the writer's strike hit, so we blamed our damn writer's strike. Those writers. Uh, uh, no, but we had a good writers. season, and then Ty Burrell was also on the news uh, panel, and I, I played the sports guy. And out of that, my, my PR guy called me and said, Fred, you're playing the sports guy on a Fox show. You're going to be invited to everything. So I was invited uh, to the Super Bowl that year, ah. uh, to the World Series, wow. and to the All-Star Game in San Francisco. Oh, I, in fact, I, I read off the lineup for the, one of the World Series really? games. Really? It was just a huge thrill. Oh, that's amazing. If I, we'd done another season, I could have played a couple innings at first base. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of We've television. Got I'll tell you. Teams in here. <laughs> we can get a Fred Willard to fill in the late innings. <laughs> Boost our ratings those World Series games. No one's interested in the last couple of innings. That Indians Cubs series was a snore. <laughs> <laughs> that last inning put Fred in there. Bring him home. That's right. <laughs> So you did Modern Family. So you love to, to write sketch comedy. And I love it. I love it. I, it's difficult. Is it something that I, you still do? Do you need do. time to do it? Yes. My wife and I have a sketch comedy workshop. Uh, every Monday night we get together. We've been doing it for quite a few years. And it's just great. It's like a social get-together. People bring in their sketches. No one says, this is awful. Everyone says, yeah, that's pretty good. And then we'll, a lot of times we'll try to figure out a good punchline. That's the hardest thing in a right. sketch, how to get an out, uh, the outline. Um, but it, it's really great fun. We, we have some people who are very professional, who've written for, for major shows. Other, we have some young people, I've right. you know, 23, 24-year-old kids who are just starting out, and they come in with sketches, so it's, it's great. And I've got boxes of sketches I've written, 
half of them are terrible. The other half I look and say, oh, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty good. You bring them yeah. back out again yeah. and say, yeah. oh, I want to do that, and yeah. vice versa, which is which is great. And you are currently uh, in an improv troupe right now, the Mohos, or is that, are you still doing that? No, that, that's the group. It, that's the name of the that, group. We named it because we started in NoHo, you know, North Hollywood. Okay. And someone said, what are you going to call yourself? And it was just before Christmas one year. He said, let's call it the Mohos. I think the guy who owned the theater suggested that. And it's like a revolving uh, group of actors. Yeah, that, you, like, you just like come, you, you, you come in, and you, you, people show up or they don't show up. So it's nothing too formal. Okay. Not like the actor's studio, you know. Right. <laughs> Those days with Marilyn and Monty Clift sitting in the front, like like he didn't give a damn, Monty Clift. And Jimmy Dean, I'll tell you, I, I, I said, if this guy's going to come in with his ripped jeans and his attitude, I'm out of here. <laughs> so uh, they said, okay, you're out of here. Uh, I'm just reading about the making of uh, Rebel Without a Cause. I know. That's why I got the James Dean. <laughs> I love him, which is great. Now, normally towards the end of the show, I like to do a little segment um, called Couch, uh, The Candy Connection, which is great. Six Degrees of John Candy, kind of like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. It kind of shows um, the connection of our guests with my dad. So, so I, with me with John yeah, Candy, all right. with me with my dad. And so uh, I'm going to go with you, Fred Willard. We're at Second City, and so is my dad. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost there, but that's only one, one connection. That's one connection. Right. Okay, give me, hold on. Give me another let me, try. Let me do it another way. Okay. You were an anchorman with Steve Carell. Steve Carell was at Second City with my dad, therefore giving you six degrees of John Candy. <laughs> we were so close there. So, right, so there's two. Okay. Was it six degrees? Six. Six. Uh, it's, okay. I think I've got it. Okay. You were in Hot in Cleveland with Betty White. Betty White was married to Al Ludden, who was the game show host of Password. Al Ludden was also... In Fantasy Island with Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban was in Spy Kids with Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas was in Expendables 3 with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was in a movie called American Graffiti with Ron Howard. Ron Howard directed Tom Hanks in Apollo 13. Tom Hanks was in Toy Story 3 with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton played Beetlejuice in the Beetlejuice movie alongside Catherine O'Hara, who was in Second City with my dad, therefore giving you six degrees of John Candy to Candy. Might have been more than six, but it's a fun one to do. And we never mentioned Kevin Bacon and once. And we never mentioned Kevin Bacon once, and that's my goal. I can't thank you enough for asking me to come here. I love this. it. There's so many great stories. You get to take candy home. Everyone, hopefully, you got candy on the way in and you get candy on the like way salt out. Salt covered chocolate. It's salt covered chocolate because he doesn't like the salt, so take it. <laughs> there you go. Thank you guys so very much. I will see you next month. Have a great night.